Hello and welcome to Connected, episode 457. It's made possible this week by our sponsors, ExpressVPN, FitBod, and Indeed. My name is Stephen Hackett, and I have the pleasure of introducing my friend, Mr. Mike Hurley. Hello! And I have the pleasure of introducing my friend, Mr. Federico Vitici. Hello. Hi. Hello. We're together. We're together. Again. There's no one else here. Just us. Oh, yeah. Unless James, James is, is still hanging there. out in the Zoom. I mean, let's, let's see. Nope, just the three of us. We're good. All good so far. All good so far. <laughs> let's do some follow-up. Follow up. And we want to start with lookup. So this is the feature that we talked about last time that is uh, in the Photos app where you can see a bunch of different information based on what's in the photo. We talked about how that's expanding this year. We also talked about how cool it would be if that was just in the camera viewfinder. So I could just point my phone at a plant and it would tell me it was poison oak without me touching it and finding out later. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joel wrote in saying it's been a feature for at least two iOS versions now and they use it for plants and insects. It's quite good at getting general species but struggles a bit with the specifics. It gives you a nice ballpark to work with though. It also tries to identify cats, dogs, as well as landmarks and artwork. And uh, there's this webpage. This is like one of those weird things, like it's kind of a support document, but it's also just like the online iPhone user guide. But it walks through the different things that visual lookup can can see. Kind of. It says, you can identify and learn about popular landmarks, statues, art, plants, pets, and more. Why not just list all the things? Like, mm. why and more? Surely there's a list of all of the things it can detect, right? You think it's like just one more thing? Yes. Apple Apple does like that terminology. Yeah, what is the one more thing? Anyway, um, I'm offended because it's like you never read my iOS reviews. I've been talking about this stuff for two years. I know and this you, exists from you, your iOS reviews. And Steven reviews. needed listener Joel I, to tell I, him about I it. I read a lot. You know how much I read? Yeah, yeah, sure. In a given sure. week? The reason I know is because when I was reading one of your iOS reviews, I went to try it. And I didn't have yeah. it. And then I did some Googling and found out when it came in, like, I don't know, I was 15 or whatever, it was only in America, which didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> yeah, well, we only have plants here. You can't yeah. can't identify plants anywhere else. Well, I'm sorry, Federico. I'm also for sorry for what comes next in this feedback. Listener Ricky wrote in, I can't believe that I have to report this, but the bottom of my Apple Watch Series 4 has turned green. It's only a small portion of the screen, though less than half the height of the bottom complications. Just noticed it last no. week. Not sure There's no Ricky. There's no, no Ricky. Let me, Ricky, let me tell you, let me address you directly, Ricky. All right, listen, this is just for you. You don't have to report this. You don't. Well, no. They don't. No, there's no also there's no re, there's no Ricky. Come on, of all names, Stephen came <laughs> up did, with the, listener Ricky. The name did make me laugh. Mr. Ricky connected some. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ricky broke their watch. Like this green gate is the whole thing. Just part of your screen is turned green. Like something is broken in your watch, my friend. Trust me, if I'm an expert. Anybody Ah, oh, you got there before me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, I just wanted to just I just want to take a moment and just reflect on how close we are to the dream of all USB-C. So mm. this this comes out yes. of German's newsletter on Sunday. Uh, we have the Mac Rumors link in the show notes that uh, he's talking about USB-C coming to the uh, AirPods Pro case later this year, possibly alongside the uh, the new iPhones. 
it doesn't seem like there's going to be like new AirPods. I think this is going to be very similar to when they added wireless charging. Remember, you could just buy a new case with mm-hmm. the the Qi charging. And I kind of think it'll be like that. Like after any point, you automatically get USB-C with your AirPods Pro. But if you're like a bunch of us who already have them and you just want a new case, you could do that for for less. And I'm excited about that. I just cannot wait until everything in my life is USB-C. Yep. And the only thing that'll be lightning is, uh, you know, other people's iPhones in the house. But all my stuff at least will be just one cable, which is going to be sweet. When did the AirPods Pro come out? Was it last year? The second gen one? Yeah. La- last year, yeah. Last September? Because like, I, my thinking is like, yeah, I would get the USB-C case, but I'm going to see what the price difference is because the AirPods batteries degrade quite quick. Not quickly, but they, they do, like reliably, right? Like they're so small, those batteries degrade. So like rather than just see if the case is like, $180 or whatever, then I might just go the whole way and replace my AirPods Pro. You know? Because then I can get more years out of the battery life. But I do want this big time. I will have Lightning, though, still in my life. My daughter uses an iPhone SE and uh, whatever the current one wait is. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. No, she's on an 8. You guys are all like, oh, well, it's charging. So why do you even guys, care? I have some. I have some breaking news. Okay. iOS 17 Beta 3 is out. Woo! Well, I know what I'm doing this afternoon. I will consider putting it on my phone. I'm not going to do it immediately because I want to see, you know, but this will probably be the one that goes on my phone. It's more just in shared areas. Like, I don't have a wireless charger in the kitchen. We have one Mm -hmm. of those, was it the 35-watt, the dual USB charger from Apple? Yeah. And it has USB-C to Lightning and I think USB-C to something else. You know, so there are a few places, like in my wife's van, it'll be annoying because she does not have wireless CarPlay and, you know, I'll have to stick a USB-A to C cable in there for when I want to drive it. But even just like traveling, is this going to be nice to like ditch lightning, at least in my in my bag? Yeah, and this is going to be, I think this is going to be an iPhone uh, year for a lot of people. Yeah. Because this, it's not sexy, it's not exciting, right? But. I think it will be one of those things where a lot of people are like, yeah, this is this is worth the upgrade. Like, just because it's... Then you just need one cable. Like, it's just like an extra thing to push you over the edge. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I think this is... Uh, I think this is good. But yeah, as Chance points out, AirPods Max, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. That thing's just, like, yeah. hanging out there. Doesn't get any new features. It's got yeah. the old port. What's going on? Uh, maybe, maybe they'll do it, you know, in September. New AirPods Max. That'd be cool, but... Mm. I'm not holding out any hope. Like they came out of what, 2020? 2020. Yes. Introductory price was five forty nine. Stephen, they are that price now. Okay. I just I just landed on the Wikipedia page. It was the first thing that came up. Yeah. Five hundred and forty nine pounds. I just assume it's probably the same. Yeah, it's the same in uh USD. That's so- a lot of money today for these, let me tell you. I like my AirPods Max, but they are not worth £549 today. Absolutely not. Yeah, it looks like Best Buy has them at $500 basically all the time. Not worth that. Not worth that. Yeah, it's a little sad that they've been they've been left behind. Because I think people who like them really like them. Let me tell you what I want. I want I want AirPods Max with the like Vision Pro headband style on mm. the top. Like, give me that. Yes. I want that. You should be a product designer at Apple. You know what? You have good <laughs> See ideas. See you, boys. 
There aren't many jobs that I would quit my life, my, my podcast in life for, but that's one of them. Okay. Well, upload your file on your way out the door, please. I have no skills in this area, yeah. so I don't think it's a concern. Mm. You know, It's not like the, what was it, the Apple historian job that we talked about a few years ago? So Federico, you've been on the beta, and I think you mentioned last week that you were, were using the AirPods beta, and I wanted to check in with that and particularly get your impressions, if you don't mind sharing, of the uh, the new features, the adaptive audio personalized volume and conversation awareness. They haven't really changed, um, and I think it's it's an it's an issue of this first beta of the AirPods Pro firmware. In fact, I'm hoping that there's going to be a second beta now that there's a new developer beta for iOS. I hope they'll push out a new firmware update for the AirPods Pro too. A um, couple of things I've noticed. Uh, adaptive audio, when you enable, every time you enable it in Control Center, it doesn't stick as the default option. I'm guessing that's a bug. But basically every time I gotta go in and re-enable adaptive audio. And the personalized volume has been working nicely, I would say. But there was one instance a couple of days ago where something funny was happening and suddenly the volume i was listening to a podcast in fact i was listening to mike and suddenly mike got really quiet and i thought wait did i accidentally lower the volume on my apple watch or iphone somehow and i didn't it was like a full volume so i'm thinking that something funny was happening there and it was fine after like 20 seconds but it wasn't like long enough for me to notice and go check on my phone so uh, there's a there's a few bugs right now, but overall, like the adaptive audio, it works and it's like it feels like and and I mentioned uh, a couple of weeks ago or last week I don't remember I mentioned like sometimes it's kind of weird where uh, like somebody's talking to you and it doesn't pick it up immediately, but overall like I think it's a really nice blend of two behaviors rolled into one and. I'm really keen to see new firmware updates because I feel like I'm I'm just going to leave this enabled all the time and just use that, you know? And when it works when like when you get close to somebody and you can you can tell that the audio is adapting adapting to your surroundings, it's it's super nice. What is the personal volume like reacting to? I don't know. See, that's the thing I'm investigating and if I cannot find any more details, I'm going to ask Apple for more details. It's like a, a personalizing the audio based on your patterns or whatever. I don't, I don't recall the exact wording. I can find it for you. I know. So overall, I would say don't put this on your main AirPods right now, maybe, um, unless you're really curious. But I'm into it. And I'm searching for personalized audio right now. Let me see. There is something very funny about... Personalized like, volume. Don't put the beta on your work AirPods. That's something funny about that. Man, I did th don't put it on your production AirPods. Don't put it on your production unless you're like me. Adjust the volume of media in response to your environment. Personalized volume will help fine-tune the media experience on your behalf. Utilizing machine learning of your listening... Utilizing machine learning of your listening preferences over time together with the conditions in your environment. Is this so is this like that feature in cars that like when you drive faster the music gets louder? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Whatever this means machine learning of your listening preferences over like it means everything and it means nothing <laughs> this sentence. Yes. Um yes. sure. Okay, but I can tell you that one time you got really quiet and 
uh, I thought it was weird. Which is the opposite for me. I, I usually get really loud. Yeah. So that's how you know it was the software that was broken. Yeah, it was. A, I could tell, oh, no, Mike is never this quiet. If only. You know what I mean? Jeez. Uh, I got sticker designs back from our friend Jelly. He created the stickers for the previous two Apple History calendars. He's also done a bunch of work on our St. Jude campaigns over the years, including some very good work for later this year that I can't tell you about yet. I haven't seen it if it's changed, which is upsetting to me. We've seen the same things. Oh, okay, good. I was going to say, I hope you haven't been getting the skinny without me, you know? Uh, it's all done. It's all approved. It's finished. Oh. Oh. <laughs> this is the, it's the energy we're bringing <laughs> to, to the September. <laughs> uh, but no, for the 2024 uh, Apple history calendar. So we've got a G4 Cube, an iPod mini, an iPhone 4, and a flower power iMac. Those are the stickers. They are the chapter art right now. There's also some links in the show notes. And this is your next to last warning because the Kickstarter ends on uh, the morning of the 14th. So it is coming up quick. Just uh, just a few days left. So go back it if you haven't. Time is time is running out. I better hurry up before I forget. No, I backed it already. Don't worry. I was writing at the beginning. I was writing at the beginning. Come That's on. good. I, I wonder beginning. who was first. You may have been first. Let me see. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I tried to be, but I, I was not. Someone beat me. Let's see who was first. Don't forget. Don't, don't spill all the beans, you know? I was first. Oh, our friend Spencer was first. See? It wasn't me. I knew it wasn't me. You were number... Well, you're not even on the first page here. No. I know. I, you, you were late. You probably did that thing where you did it too soon again. You were number 27, Mike. Yeah, so that's pretty good. There's no Federico in here. Yeah, what a... Wait, what? <laughs> Could not find backers that match your search. Uh-oh. I didn't back you? Uh, you've been doxxed, Federico. Let me see. Gotta fix it right now. Brutal. Oh, uh, maybe it's one of those things where I said, I'll do it after the show, and then after the show, I forgot. Could be. We've mm. all done that before. Yeah, see, I didn't back it. Oh, let's do Still it. Still got time, baby. No, keep it that way. <laughs> Uh, which Maybe. one do I want? I want get it all. I want the get it all. 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 Yeah, it's get it on by T Rex. T Rex, baby. Yeah. 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 Did you know that Young Blood is like the nephew of the T Rex singer or something? I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, hold on. This is the type of information that I no, know. No, you got to finish back in the calendar. Come on. No, this see, this is how it doesn't happen. <laughs> I yeah. know. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Young blood. <laughs> um, Dominic Richard Harrison. Oh, was that fake news when I read Oh, it? here we go. No. No. Well, I'll find it. I mean, it does not say it on the Wikipedia page. Yeah, his grandfather, Rick Harrison, oh. played with 70s rock band T-Rex. Hmm. Oh, I didn't see that one, though. Somebody on Twitter said, I don't recall any Rick Harrison in T-Rex. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Here we go. I, I must have. This one person played one time. <laughs> yeah, somebody on Twitter said, thanks, I thought so. Yet several Youngblood articles and bios all quote it. Wonder why this hasn't been... This hasn't been picked up before. Why is no one talking about this? Wait, is Rick, was Rick Harris... Like, now I'm, I need to get to the bottom of this, of this conspiracy theory. But first, I got to finish back in the calendar. So, 60, get it all, I understand. Pledge, done. Oh, no, no. So, okay, his grandfather, 
Okay. Whose name was Rick Harrison was in music and I think yeah. at least once played with T-Rex. And he okay. ran a music store, apparently attracted the likes of Noel Gallagher, Coldplay, Johnny Marr, and Brian Adams, according to the Doncaster Free Press. Oh, I found the same article. Yeah. So there is a connection, but it's not the one that okay. that tweet would want you to believe. Okay. All right. So I, yeah. Anyway, there was a connection somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you for backing. Sure. Did you, do you see my name now? Yes. Number 705. I joined 705 people in supporting your project. And you only had to be peer pressured on a podcast to do yeah, it. See? You know? Steven, if only you could peer pressure every listener, you know? Listeners. <clears throat> let's, let's do my best here. Oh, are you doing it? This is the peer pressure? Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to give you the hard pitch. I have a family to feed. There we go. Yeah. the calendar. Do it. Come on. The calendar goes a long way. Go for, go to, for it. To doing yeah. that. I mean. Yeah. You got to buy food. Got to buy food. You know how expensive kids are? You got to buy clothes for them and they're always growing. Yeah. It's like my bank account. She's very, very sick. sick. <laughs> <laughs> we are very online. Yeah. The, That's the such an of, old meme though. It's an older meme, but it checks out. And also, I think that was a reference to the pro show, which listeners, we all have families. <laughs> yeah, we all do. Do- dogs are expensive too. It's true. You know? I have a new kitten. You know, got to pay for that. I'm decorating a house. Someone's got to pay for that. Getconnectedpro.co. Getconnectedpro.co. Yes. Stephen, what is the kitten story? Kitten story is that we were visiting my mom's family a few weeks ago, and my grandmother and aunt live together, and they're way out in the country, like no cell service out in the country. Mm. And we were just like hanging out on their property, and they have some... Uh, I don't want to call them spare cats, but there's a lot of cats that live outside that don't really belong to anybody. And one of them had had kittens and there was one little black kitten in particular that was like really smaller than the others and not eating. And this kitten basically attached itself to our daughter. And so I had already left. I left a little bit earlier to go meet another family member and I I started getting pictures my daughter holding this tiny kitten that weighs less than half a pound. Like you can hold her in the palm of your hand. The power of a kitten. And uh, so we're like, well, we'll take her to the vet and like make sure she's healthy. Um, and if she's not like deal with that. But so we took her to the vet in North Carolina where we were visiting family and she had some stuff wrong with her, but nothing major. We, my daughter had to like syringe feed her for the first week we had her. But now the kitten is much healthier her name is Piper. Piper. And uh, Piper crossed a pound just, I think, last weekend. So she's growing. And we're like, well, we'll get her healthy. And like, we knew somebody who was looking for a cat. We also kind of would see how our dog responded to the cat. And so far, that's been fine. Like, the dog's not trying to eat the cat. And mostly, they mostly ignore each other. And so it seems like we're keeping her. And she's been to the vet like three times and cat food. So anyways, please buy a calendar. Because somebody's got to pay the piper. Pay for the piper, really. Well, look, that doesn't work, though. Mm-hmm. The cat the cat wants money. What can I say? <laughs> cat wants money. Someone's got to pay so it. Go check it out. It's also, it's the, I mean, it completes the trilogy, right? Like, if you've 
backed the previous two, this completes the set. And uh, if you haven't backed them... To be fair, Stephen, I feel like if somebody has backed the last two calendars, they're going to back this one. I hope so. And if they're not going to, no amount of like convincing from you can do it, right? Maybe. Like if someone's done it two times in a row and they don't want to do it again, like I, I feel like you can't change their minds. But So what you should say is this is the best one of the trilogy. So if you've missed out so far... You want to jump on board mm. now? I do think it's the best of the trilogy. There you go. I think it's. See, he said it. I think it's. Uh, I'm very happy with the artwork so far, and I think the history in it is really. It's super interesting because it covers Apple's retail and services, but there will be more in here that people don't know. You will learn more from this one than the previous two because everyone knows that Apple made a 12 inch PowerBook and it was awesome, but sure, not everybody knows that eWorld took part in, you know, take your kids to work day. And I didn't know that. Yeah, I feel like this is the one I'm actually going to read all of the things. Because, like, I have a vague idea of a lot of the, like, time periods, mm-hmm. right? Like, when it's September in the hardware calendars, yeah. I'm good. So you know, many Or, iPhones. like, in the software calendars. And, like, so many versions of operating systems, like, I know these things are happening. Yeah. But I didn't know what you just told me, so well, I'm going to learn something. I tell you what. What? Pick... Each of you pick a date, and I'll read to you what's on the new calendar. All right. My birthday, January 31st. January 31st. Let's scroll up. All right. So, uh, oh, this is one from this year, 2023. Tysus Corner, the last Apple store featuring featuring the original design, is closed for renovation. I've got to say, Stephen, you failed me because I knew that. Uh, Well, that happened this year, so. Okay. That is true. There's nothing you can do it's about a bad that. Example. That's modern history, as they call it. What about November 12th? November 12th. Let's scroll down. Does every day have something on it? No. Okay. Oh, this is... Uh, y'all probably picked two that you know. 1996, the ill-fated Apple Cafes concept introduced. No, I have no idea what that is. No, I don't know. I'll put a link in the show notes that you can read afterwards. I wrote a thing about it a few years ago. Are they like... I suck it. I didn't even read your blog. Are they like... Uh, Cyber Cafe? Is that what they were called? I got my hands on some artwork and stuff. Whoa! No, they didn't make that, did they? Yeah. Did they make that building? Uh, No, they did not. Sorry. Oh. I was also oh. reading something in the Discord that caught my eye. Uh, no, they did not make this. They never made it past the concept phase. But that building is sick. Oh, you being fact-checked in the Discord live? Is that what's happening to you right Yeah, now? I don't like that at all, so I'm making a note to Uh-oh. check on that. Your entire basis for the calendar has been rumbled, and let me. Well, I can just do it right here. Five twelve pixels calendar dates one. What was the date? Thirty first. Right in front. Yeah, January thirty first. Apple's final store with two thousand one interest. Just so listeners get the context, Zach says that this definitely didn't happen in January. The old store and the new store are at different locations in the mall. Apple's Tice's Corner in Woodcliffe Lake, New Jersey, with temporary close for renovations starting Tuesday, January 31st, according to Michael Stieber, who writes a weekly newsletter about Apple's retail stores. A reopening date has not been announced. Oh, hang on. We've got confusion between Tice's and Tyson's. Oh, yeah. Tice's Corner. Things? Why would they be so, so similar? Why is that? Tice's and Tyson's? Uh, well, They're two different things? It is true. Tice's. Tyson's. Yeah, but like, did you what, Federico? Did you know these two places existed? <laughs> no, I had no idea. That's what I'm saying. Like, what? I thought somebody in Discord was typing Tichi wrong. So. Tichi's corner. <laughs> All right, each of you pick one more date, and then we'll move on. Uh, July seven. July seven. 
That's your anniversary. Uh, July 7th, 1998. Apple expanded educational prices to faculty, staff, and students making personal purchases. What about my birthday, August 10? August 10. Actually, not one on August 10. Oh. Can I read you the, the day before? Sure, why not? 1991. Apple Link used to send first email from space via Macintosh Portable aboard the space shuttle Atlantis. That's a pretty good one. That is uh, something else that I, I wrote about because the Computer History Museum had the wrong date in their article and I corrected it for them. I remember that. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, like the dates were wrong in a bunch of places and I tracked it down. Real uh, good journalism there. Also, my slug for that blog post is very good. Space emails. So anyways, I would love for people to check that out. This episode of Connected is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is a bit like forgetting to mute yourself on Zoom. Or if you're like me, you stay muted and you start talking. It's a bad situation. And then every person on your podcast or in the team and your company, you know, hears you talking to somebody you are. They don't hear you talking. It's really frustrating. So where am I going with this? Well, internet service providers, ISPs, they know every single website visit that we make and if they want to they can sell that information onto people who might use your data to target you with marketing expressvpn reroutes your network data through a secure encrypted tunnel so your isp can't see or sell your online activity the best part is it's super simple to use you just fire up the expressvpn app and click one button plus it's rated number one by cnet and tech radar and it works on all your devices phones laptops even routers so everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can be protected. My favorite thing about ExpressVPN by far is the speed. I've used other VPN services in the past that really slow down traffic. You really notice when you're using it, and that has not been the case with ExpressVPN for me. It is super fast and speedy. Protect your online privacy by visiting expressvpn.com connected. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, Express vpn.com slash connected and you can get an extra three months for free our thanks to expressvpn for their support of connected and relay fm so i was uh, i was on this website youtube do you guys know youtube um it's like a tiktok for old people slight diversion we're talking about history do you guys remember like early youtube like pre google youtube like do you remember that yeah that's all I wanted to say. It's just like wild to think that it was a company pre Google owning it. And like and I just wonder how many people don't know that, right? Like I used to watch it on my Nintendo Wii. Oh yeah, they had a Wii channel. Yeah, they had a yeah. Wii channel. Yeah. That was like two thousand and six, right? They was when it was bought. Yeah. Um, I don't remember how much money it was, but I know it wasn't a lot of money. Right, like it, it was like sixty million dollars or something like that, which is just like bananas maybe someone can fact check me on that but that's not what i'm here to talk about so i was on youtube.com and i was watching uh, a video uh, from shane watley who's a really good home kit youtuber and he, i know he's on mac power users a while ago it's yeah a good episode of mac power users i really like shane shane like super knowledgeable he seems like a decent dude like seems like a nice guy and i like his videos and he was doing like a setup tour I like setup tours, especially for HomeKit YouTubers. It's good. That's what you want. You want to see how they actually use their stuff. He had his iPad on a stand 
And he took his iPad off and he put it on and he's like, and now it's charging. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> What's he doing? Like, and, and I it took. I had to like. I was like looking at the video and I looked through like the description. I was trying to find it. So you you know your favorite case company, Pataka, Federico. Do you still use Pataka cases? I don't anymore, but they are good cases. They make a product called. I'm assuming this is the Mag Easy. I read it as magnets with a Z on the end of magnets, but that's not what this says. <laughs> Could be that too. I think it's MagEasy. And they make a... a, a it's kind of like oh, a case. Oh, MagEasy. Now I get it. Okay. It's a case that they, they make a MagEasy case for their for iPads. And it's like just a very thin case that you can put around. It's similar to their iPhone cases, right? Like it's super thin and it's made of that like woven material. Um, looks like carbon fiber, but I don't think is carbon fiber. I think it's something else. They make a version of it called the MagEasy Pro, which has a integrated USB port into the case. Yeah. So like okay. the bot was this like flexible part at the bottom of the case, like rubber, and you can put the cable in, and it stays. I would say pretty flush, like surprisingly so. Like there's a little piece of rubber at the bottom, and then it's got this like x pattern on the back of like pins which you can then attach different pataka chargers to including a stand they make like an ipad stand that you can attach it to it attaches magnetically and charges i do not think this is chi charging like i think it is their own like pin charging so like if you were interested in this and bought this like you would have to get their stand and their specific charger if you want to do the wireless. Although realistically, I don't see this as useful unless you want to put it in the stand. Like this, I don't see that it's worth getting like a specific charger and a specific case just to do this wireless charging. Like to me, that doesn't make sense. But I see it as like if you want to, if you are like you want to have a stand, right, that, to put your iPad on next to your desk. This seems like a very good option for that because it will also charge at the same time. And they say that you can still use this case inside of the Magic Keyboard and it works because they have what looks like pass-through pins for the smart connector. And maybe it's thin enough that you can close it. Like, I don't know, but I'm expecting yes if they say so. So yeah, I just thought this was really interesting as a product because I feel like this has somehow missed me. I don't know if you guys knew about this. But also, Apple should do this, I think, now. I think they should just do this now. It's definitely more compelling than the charging via the pins, which I think Logitech did a stand years ago, and it's super mm. slow and bad, terrible. Mm -hmm. Can you still charge through the keyboard? Yeah, you can. Yeah. So you can you can plug that in and that charges. I couldn't remember if it charged or not, but yeah, obviously. It does. From the uh, from the history of YouTube Wikipedia page, by the way, Google bought the site in November two thousand six for one point six five billion dollars. Oh, it was in the billion. Okay, so I'm gonna mm. see what that was today. I mean, that still is an incredibly cheap amount of money for what what Google got. Oh yeah, how do you do? How many zeros are in billion? So you think Instagram was like a good deal? Uh, one is it one? No, it's like three more than a million. Okay, so that's that is uh, close to twenty five billion in today's money. Wait, no, that's an extra zero. Hang on, two two point five billion. Two point five billion. So, which that's is still, still only two enough. and a half Instagrams. <laughs> that's still not enough. Like, yeah. I mean, if YouTube 
was a like a, a product today, even at the scale and size that it was then, it would be worth more than that. Yeah, what I mean that and like Apple buying Next are two of the great all time tech acquisitions. But anyway, Pataka stand. I think it's a, I think this is a cool product. It's cool, but like I, I'm not sure about like always using the USB C port on the iPad Pro. What don't you like about that? Because like, well, I use my iPad Pro with an external display. So what am I gonna do when I need to use the USB C well, port? You could just pull. You could unplug the thing. Nah, it's, it's too per. Nah, it's too permanent as a solution. See, this is why Apple should do it, right? Because then you could have it on a stand that yes. charges, and then you could still also plug in the thing. They should. They should do it. They should do it. They should support MagSafe. Like I've come around on 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 this idea. Seeing this product made me come around on it because it's like if they did MagSafe, so many things could exist. Right, like so many things could exist that would proper be stands, like this. Yeah, yeah, all of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, I agree. And I, I think it would encourage more people to make more iPad accessories when they could do it right now, but no one's like, it's like, why would you do it for the the like the little mag, like what do they call the smart connector pins? It's like a whole different thing where. It's easier, I think, to make a product that has uh, a wireless charger inside because that is a more commoditized technology at this point. So they should they should totally do it, or even like like a lot of people do. If they made, you know, if they did it with MagSafe, people could just make a stand that just has a cutout for a MagSafe puck and just bring your own MagSafe puck, right? Mm-hmm. So I I actually seeing this like just kind of I was looking at through their product pages and I was like, yeah, they should do it. Like they should do it, and I don't think it sh- it would be the primary way for most people to charge their iPads, like realistically. But I think it would be a good addition to the iPad uh, to have also a-, a MagSafe connector. Yeah, I just don't like the look of their stuff that much. I don't like it either. It's not my aesthetic. Your aesthetic is uh, no phone. I mean, no phone, <laughs> no case on your phone. No phone, no case, and a and a and a pop socket. Like, yeah. is it, we all have very different aesthetics, you know. No case, a nightstand charger made of like wood, wood. and, and wood. sun. Yeah, yeah. cork. That's how and mine cork. is. We got the same cork. ones. Yeah. Wooden cork, baby. Since we're talking about iPhones, Rob wrote in. I thought with a, with a pretty good question. I think now's a good time of year to to talk about it. Uh, so Rob writes, it might be a little early to start talking about the iPhone for the fall. It's not, it never is. But I'm curious where you are with storage when you order a new phone. Rob says they've been at 256 gigs for the last few phones, but they're at a point where I'm ready to move to 512, the best size. I know it depends on the user, but that doesn't stop a little discussion. What do you think? Is 512 the new 256 in 2023? I I feel like, yes. I have the 512 right now, and I have 212 gigabytes available. So I probably only have a couple of years before I need to go up again. Because mm-hmm. I do things like I keep all my photos and videos on my phone. Like it's just a thing I like to do. Same. I, I feel like this is just one of those things where it will just have to just keep going up as time co- continues because you just accumulate more things on the phone, right? And also the cameras get better. So the photo sizes get bigger and we take more photos every year and and you just it just keeps accumulating to the point where, yeah, you need to, to keep bumping it up. But I feel like, yeah, people who used to buy 256 back in the day, like 512 is now like the, the, the what replaces that. I feel like it just bumps. Yeah, I made the move this year 
So I've got the terabyte phone and I'm using 717 gigs of it. Whoa. <laughs> I, have six, I have 642 gigabytes of, of photos wow, and videos. That's a lot. That's a lot of, that's a lot of. So tips. I went up this year knowing that with the family shared library thing that my photo library was getting ready to drastically increase because we use mine as the basis for the family one. And so it's just been, uh, there's a lot of stuff in there and I was getting to a point where I was basically always out of space. And I really, I know it's silly. I know iCloud photo share library thing works really well, but I like having my photos and video local. And that's what push, pushes me over. I mean, without that, I could buy a, a much cheaper phone each year. I know it's like a simple thing, but like, I I just don't like when I want to find an image and I have to wait for it to download. Mm-hmm. I just find that annoying. So I, I just like having all the images there. Federico, what are you at storage, like size-wise and take and storage used on your I phone? I have a one terabyte phone and it looks like I'm only using 171 gigabytes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we got some misbalance here. <laughs> I think, Federico, you could come down. You can come down now. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I can probably go for 512 and it's fine. Uh, no, Federico, but, but you like, can go for 256 and you'll be fine. No, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I w- see, I like to not stress over these things. You've overcompensated a little bit. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably just a little. Do you keep your photos and videos local? I do not. That's what it is. I mean, you clearly could. Well, no. Do I? Hold on. Let me confirm. You surely aren't. You surely aren't if you're only using 100 gigabytes. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I feel like you should turn that on. Not while we're yeah, recording, but later. <laughs> Go for it, man. Mm. You got the space. You got room to spare. Mm-hmm. Unless you have a one terabyte photo library. How big's your photo library? Do you know? I was just checking. Is there a way to know? Uh, are you at a Mac? Oh, geez. Ooh. My phone says iPhone needs to cool down. Oh. <laughs> 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 Whoops! <laughs> yeah, between That's too many photos, downloading so I, I, an update and using the iPhone's uh, s- local storage screen, which is like the slowest thing in iOS, I could see how that cooked your phone. Yeah, so I have I have thirty five thousand two hundred and three photos, and I have one thousand one hundred fifty one videos. So that I'm I'm pretty sure that's like more than a hundred gigs. Yeah, you have like twice the amount that I have photos and video wise, and mm. mine is like a hundred and something gigabytes. So you've probably okay. got like two hundred and fifty gigabytes of photos and videos. Probably enable. You no, can, Perry, can, there's no probably. You can. You have nine hundred gigabytes available on your phone. So you what think do you think's gonna happen? You think I don't know, because like, are you, you know are you, this? Are you at your Mac where they're all downloaded? No. Okay. No. I was gonna well, say I am on my Mac, but they're not all downloaded. They're not downloaded. Okay, I say you no. can look and find her to tell you. So I have seventy-seven thousand photos, four thousand four hundred and fifty videos. You know what this is called? God, parenting. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm sure it it like exploded for Federico when he got the dogs. And last time he saw me, you know, a lot of yeah. I just started taking pictures of Stephen. It was cool. And next thing and you then, know. And then during the pandemic, I started downloading pictures of Steven. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, just to keep up. Where from? Anywhere specific or we don't want to share your secrets? We don't need to talk about that. From his iCloud. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs>
Let's move on to another topic. We don't need Steven to know. This episode of Connected is brought to you by FitBod. When you want to change your fitness level, it can be hard to know where to start. That's why it's so awesome that FitBod is an easy and affordable way to build a fitness plan that's just for you. Everyone's fitness path is different, which is why FitBod uses data to make sure they customize things exactly to suit you. By using a powerful algorithm to learn about you, your goals, and your training ability, FitBod will create a custom dynamic program based on your experience and any equipment you have. This all in an app that makes it incredibly easy to learn how to perform each exercise. Superior results are achieved when a workout program is tailored to your unique body, experience, environment, and goals. Muscles improve when working in concert with the entire muscular system, so overworking some muscles while underworking others can negatively impact your results. That's why FitBot tracks muscle fatigue and recovery to design a well-balanced workout routine. By mixing up muscle groups, exercises, sets, reps, and weight over time, FitBot serves to increase your overall strength and keep your body sharp. This also keeps your gym sessions fresh and fun by mixing up your workouts with new exercises. And the FitBot app is easy to use with over 1,400 HD video tutorials shot from multiple angles to make sure that learning each exercise is a breeze. And that really is one of my favorite things about this app. I've been using it a long time. And when a new exercise comes up, I can have confidence that I'm doing it correctly. So I can see it from these angles. I can see people going through it, showing me how it should be done. Of course, you can track your achievements and personal best with FitBod's progress tracking charts. And all that data integrates with the Apple Watch, a Wear OS smartwatch, and apps like Strava, Fitbit, and Apple Health. Personalized training of this quality can be expensive, but FitBod is just $12.99 a month or $79.99 a year. You can get 25% off your membership by signing up at fitbod.me slash connected. So go there now and get your customized fitness plan at fitbod, F-I-T-B-O-D, fitbod.me slash connected for 25% off your membership. Our thanks to FitBod for their support of the show and Relay FM. It is time to play the Aries, picking an heir to the Apple history throne. If you're not familiar with this, this is a game that I'm walking Mike and Federico through to see who can take over for me when I'm gone. Uh, we talked about hardware on Connected 442 and listeners first max on Connected 447. The current score, Mike has 12 points. Federico has nine points. But today, gentlemen, there are 36 points up for grabs. D- Steven, that's a lot of points. Um, I know. That might be too many points. You may have done that thing that I did where... The point scale, whack. There are 36,000 points available. <laughs> I have a question for you. Uh-huh. So if this is taking the air to the, your Apple history throne, mm-hmm. and the calendars are technically a part of your Apple history expertise. They are. If you die, <laughs> yeah. do we get the calendar money? Yeah. Uh, that's complicated. <laughs> I don't think it should be. Hopefully I'm alive you know, we only eight days left on the Kickstarter, so. Yeah, but like the money still exists. It's true. Even after the Kickstarter campaign. I mean, you have ends. to. I guess, In fact, go that's with... when the money exists. This makes me uncomfortable. Well, you shouldn't have brought it to the table. Well, why are we picking a hair to the throne if not in case of. If there's no money. I needed a trick for the game. We need a hook. You always need a hook, you know? But like, yeah, and the hook should be cash. Yes. 
<laughs> it's points. It's points today. Cash tomorrow. Like to what extent? To what extent can we take over your life when you're gone? This is important. Like living in my house and raising my children. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't want that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like hanging out with your family. Mm. All your relatives going to those parties that you do with like forty-five different cousins. You can you can do that now. You can do that part now if you want to. <laughs> you can take that over <laughs> on me anytime. Can I get the dog? Can I get the cat? Yeah, all of that. Federico, there's also a snake. <gasps> if Mike gets a snake, the snake goes away. Is all I'm gonna <laughs> say. Like well, any, anyway, 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 back to back to the game. So to, this idea came from listener Howie, and as soon as I saw it, I loved it. Today, I have prepared a list of 12 Apple trademarks. There's a link that the guys cannot look at because it would be cheating. Uh, but there's a link in the show notes to Apple's trademark webpage. You can see everything they've trademarked over the years. And I picked out 12. And how we're going to do this is you get one point for each item you can accurately describe. And each entry has a bonus question worth two additional points can you give me an example of what that first part what do you mean accurately describe an item like so this is not on here yeah but say that i said okay apple has a trademark on the word imac and you would need to, to describe what an imac is and then maybe the bonus question would be you know what year did the first imac come out or something like that okay so you have a tailored bonus question for each item yeah, yeah. Wow. I spent all afternoon on this yesterday. I don't understand. Well, we need to describe. You say iMac, and I got to tell you it's a computer? Like, Yeah, like it's an all-in-one desktop computer. Federico, I'm thinking they're not going to be that easy. Well, the first one's pretty easy. Okay. They get harder as we go. But like, how do you decide whether the description is right or not? Yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm, I'm in a good mood. So I think if you're in the ballpark, you'll get it. Well, the like bonus one, though, there were right and wrong answers. So okay, we'll see how this goes. Let's just do the first one. All right. I think I think we'll understand. Federico, you are behind, so I'm gonna let you go first. Thank you. We have to play the honor system, right? Because like yeah. I'm gonna hear what he says, so I need to be honorable. Yes. All right. And I think we'll probably alternate. So we'll alternate who goes first. Oh, we're not answering the same questions. No, no, we'll alternate who goes first. So you oh, know, if, oh, if you oh, have oh, the okay. desire to cheat, you know, you've got yeah. a round to think about what I you've could, done. Yeah, I could cheat next time. Look, we've been doing the show for ten years. Like, if we can't trust each other in these games now, what are we doing? I don't think anyone can be trusted, but... Okay. I can talk to my therapist. Round one, Federico, is mm. the EMAC. Can you describe the EMAC, please? An EMAC? Mm-hmm. Um, EMAC with an E. With an E. It's a, it's a personal computing device that runs macOS. <laughs> <laughs> Could you be any more specific? <laughs> Let's you do computing. <laughs> Maybe something about the form factor come to mind. Oh yeah, an EMAC is a um, you know a three dimensional object. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and it's a well. I kind of want to say that it's a Stephen. We're really going to be testing your uh, your kindness on this one. I it's think. a it's a, an EMAC is a portable computing device mike it is the imac for education uh, it is a bulbous imac g3 styled macintosh we're gonna give that to mike because this is not a portable it weighs like 50 pounds okay. this was a crt based machine initially sold to education 
but then was made public because apparently the public wanted it. It looks like a bigger iMac. It's in all white. Bonus question. You can each pick up two points here. Two? For the bonus question, it's two two points. Uh, wait, mm. so it's one point for the first question, two points for the bonus? Mm-hmm. 36 points on the yeah, board this today. Is how, this is what happens, Stephen. You get crazy with the point scoring, and then before you know it, you're in the thousands. All right, Federico, what year was the e- EMAC introduced? Mm, 2003. Mike? 2001. Y'all split it. It's 2002. Okay. Oh, so well. Both very nobody? close. Mike has one point. Federico has no points. Okay. That I thought was going to be the easy one. It, I would say I, I didn't find that hard. <laughs> I'm just going to say I know what the EMAC is. Yeah. Some of these I think y'all will get. Uh, we'll see how this goes. This may be a disaster. This may be the last time we do this. We'll see. Number two. <laughs> and we're at number one. <laughs> yeah. Number two. Mike, you're up first. Please describe Ceramic Shield. Oh, it's the, the glass coating on the iPhone. It's like the what some people would call a kind of gorilla glass. It's Corning's thing, and it's what goes on the iPhone. Yeah. Okay. It's You're... a type of glass, or it's like, yeah, it's a type of glass that covers the iPhone for enhanced durability. Cool. I'll give it to both of you. One point each. Uh, co-developed between Apple and Corning showed up on the iPhone 12 line the front cover glass you got all that right bonus question by what amount did Apple say ceramic shield improved drop performance 27% (laughs) Federico 75 (laughs) 4 4 4 4 times better why even tell you that (laughs) 4 4 times better 4 4 Four times. Yeah. Oh. Oh, so it's like 400%. 400%. Oh. oh I thought you meant 4%. I was <laughs> well, like, I mean, what's the point then? 4%. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? This is 4% better. This is 4%. Look. That's why we branded it. Yeah. Tim Cook's like, how much did we spend on that? <laughs> <laughs> so we each got that one. Good job. Okay. Federico, okay. you are up. Yeah. Briefing room. Oh, yeah. So the, the briefing room is a room inside Apple retail stores where um, things like personalized setups or sometimes they actually use it for like actual briefings with the press if there's no other location nearby. Uh, but just it's like a private room inside Apple stores where they do these kinds of things. I agree with all of that. The, the, that's what I would have said. The only thing... Uh, I would add is like they've done things where like people could do like presentations there. The way it was like originally pitched was almost as if you could just hire it, but obviously that's not a thing that anyone could realistically do inside of an Apple store. Uh, yeah, that's all correct. Super exclusive conference room in the Apple store. Bonus question In what year did Federico blog about the briefing room? Me? Mm hmm. Me? Yeah. What year did you blog about it? Huh. Huh. Me personally. You personally. 2012. Michael? 2017. 2011. 
Ooh, Federico was almost, very close. Almost Wow, there. that's way longer. I thought that was like an Angela Arendt's thing. Yeah, it seems like it should be, right? But I, yeah, I, 2011. Yeah, I mostly try to guess w- which period of my life I was blogging about these things. Yeah, that, that you know what, Federico? Smart. Like, like, it's been a long time since I wrote that kind of article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a real John thing now, you know? <laughs> That's an OTJ story. If I, I don't even is. think John covers Apple stores anymore. So. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, Stuber's got us all covered. Yeah. All right, number four. Well, you, I gave you each a point there. So Mike has three, Federico has two. Number four, uh, please, Mike, please describe the velocity engine. What? In Back to the Future 2. (laughs) (laughs) Velocity velocity engine? engine. Velocity engine. Uh, I'm going to say this is something to do with scaling of metal APIs. Yeah, I was going to say the same. Yeah. Okay. Well. The velocity engine is... I also think it's... It does ring a bell. And I was going to say it's about metal. So it's it's something that has to do with. If we're both wrong, can we have another go? <laughs> if it's not metal, can we I have think it's go? it's it has something to do with the metal framework. I like what you're thinking, but you're just about ten years off. Uh, Velocity Engine was the vector processing unit in the G4 and the G5. Apple made a big deal of it. At the yeah, time. I would have never guessed it. Never. As soon as I said it, I was like, "Engine is not the right word that denotes it's a physical thing." Right. Bonus question. What were the three companies behind the PowerPC platform? Who's going first? You. Okay. I want to ask a clarifying question. You can decide if you want to answer this. Is one of these companies Apple? Yes. All right. So Apple was one of them. That's a gimme for us both, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They need the other two. Apple, Motorola, IBM. Federico. Apple, Motorola, and... uh, Whatever, Intel. No, not Intel. It is IBM. Apple, IBM, and Motorola formed the AIM Alliance. Nice. I totally pulled that one out of nowhere. Because I didn't think it could have been Intel. Yeah. Because they switched switched from PowerPC to Intel. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) No, that's good. As soon as I said it, I was like, ooh, could it have been ARM? But I guess ARM was later, right? Mm -hmm. Interesting. All right. The AIM Alliance, did you say? AIM, A-I-M, yeah. Mm-hmm. They formed it back in the 90s. I wish you would. Okay, number five. Federico, you're first. Please describe Shake. What? Shake, S-H-A-K-E. Like the Grimace Shake? Yes. <laughs> Extremely online. I know what that means. <laughs> that thing looks incredible. I can't drink I it. I wish I would have got one, to be honest. but The colors... So good, yeah. Wait, okay. so, so it's shake like a sh- like a milkshake. Yeah, shake. Yeah, shake, 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 shake. You know, shake it off. Some sort of acronym features of a computer. Like this computer is based on the shake architecture, and shake means something. Okay, Mike. Software, hardware, and kilobit <laughs> exercises. <laughs> kilobit and energy. <laughs> There you go. Uh, Shake was an application as part of the Final Cut suite. No way you know this. You Googled this. No, I know that, but I I don't know what it did. And so I'm going to assume it 
was for image stabilization. I'm going to give it to you because it was part of the Final Cut suite, but it was for image, like image compositing. Yeah, it was like shake, motion. Yeah, all those. Yeah. Or DVD Studio Pro was in there. There was soundtrack. Never heard of it. That was Federico. That was when they used to sell it in that big box for like a billion dollars. So Apple did not invent Shake. It was acquired from a company called Nothing Real, which is a pretty good name company. Great name. They did not make a Mac OS X version. Apple made a Mac OS X version and got rid of the other ones. <laughs> and Incredible. Uh, version 2.5 added OS X support. That price was $4,950. That's $8,400 today just for Shake. You know how we have like uh, Sherlocking? Mm-hmm. I would like to propose shaking, which is when Apple buys a company and gets rid of every other platform. Yeah. Mm. Like, yeah. They didn't do it with Apple Music, but they could have, right? No, they could have. I am never going to get good at this game. Well, we'll see. There's there, there are some more that I think will be more up your alley. I don't have this type of mem- I don't have this type of memory. A bunch of these apps went away when Final Cut Pro 10 came out uh cuz you know they Final Cut Pro 10 basically adopted a lot of this stuff <clears throat> and other stuff Apple just got rid of. Bonus question. When was Shake taken down from sale? And you know what? I'll just take a year. I don't need the date. What year was Shake taken down from sale? Wait, you wanted the date? What do you think is wrong with us that we would know that? <laughs> it was in the calendar. I don't... I, we I don't, don't have even... the calendar. Yeah, I actually don't know if it, this was in the calendar or not. But the year. Give me the year that Shake was taken I, off the market. I, I, I didn't even know what he was. I'm just going to... 2007. I'm just going to say what, what I thought, and I know it's wrong, but 96. 2009. So once again, Federico gets very close with the years. Number six. Federico, you are up first. I think I'm up first. Right? No. Mike's up first. Uh, Airprint. This is the Bonjour-powered feature to send... Uh, a print to a printer that supports that bunch of yeah. uh, technology. It, it's it was a wireless printing feature that allowed you to connect to a compatible wireless printer and print your documents from there. Showed up in iOS four point two. Remember, everyone was mad the iPad couldn't print at first. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was a fun time. Yes. As of twenty twenty, the list of supported printers was over six thousand devices long. Bonus question. How many printers were supported at launch? <laughs> it's 6,000 as of three years ago. Four. Twelve. Can I make a suggestion for the second round? Can you give us closest wins, please? Okay. We'll do closest wins it in the It is unbelievable that you thought we would get the years of any of this nonsense that you've thrown at us. <laughs> I can't believe you wanted the actual date that Shake was acquired. <laughs> what is wrong with your brain that you think everybody knows this? <laughs> okay. The back half will do closest wins in the bonus round. How does that sound? Thank you. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Indeed. What's a game where no one wins other than the game we're playing on the show? It's also the waiting game. No one wins there either. When it comes to hiring, don't wait for great talent to find you. Find them first with Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. So instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, you can use Indeed's powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. Because when you're hiring, you need Indeed. They streamline hiring with powerful tools that help you find your matched candidates. 
With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data US. Indeed's hiring platform really is great because it gets you one step closer to the hire by immediately matching you with quality candidates. Even better, Indeed is the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements, making it an unbelievably powerful hiring platform, delivering four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest in 2019. So join more than the 3 million businesses worldwide that are using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com connected. This offer is good for a limited time. So claim your $75 credit now at Indeed, I-N-D-E-E-D, Indeed.com connected to support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Our thanks to Indeed for the support of the show and Relay FM. How are we feeling for round two, boys? Great. Excellent. Good. Oh, I thought you did the Ricky or the quizzy sound for a second. No, no, it was just one sound. I was going to do it out of excitement and then realized that it would cause a quiz incursion and then we would be stuck forever. Yeah, the episode would just fall in on itself like a black hole. Number seven. Uh, who's up? Uh, Mike's up first. No, I think it's Federico. Federico. I'm sorry, I, I keep getting it backwards. Okay. Spreadsheet. Federico, please describe Inkwell. Inkwell. Can you spell it? I-N-K-W-E-L-L. Inkwell is a software feature of macOS that lets you draw with compatible with a compatible stylus in apps. Federico, I will not have it that you don't know these things. That is the fact that you just pulled Inkwell. Like I think I remember this. Oh, I know why you remember it. I, I, before you even say it, can I see if I know why you're, what you're going to say here? Go for it. Because it's why I know. The Modbook Pro. No. Ah. Because I think Steve Tramsmith tweeted about this years ago. Probably. <laughs> Federico, do you know what the Modbook Pro is? Yeah, yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, so Modbook Pro used Inkwell. And yeah, it's a... Uh, it is a handwriting recognition drawing kind of feature in, that was built into macOS. Is it still? That's the bonus question. Okay. Bo- you got that both right. Both of you got that right. Bonus question. Mm-hmm. When was Inkwell removed from macOS? <laughs> so the answer is no then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, when was the Apple Silicon transition? It was two years ago when, with uh, 20, Big Sur. Was it? Was it, was it 2020? Mike? 2016. Mike says 2016. So it was removed with macOS Catalina. It was the death of 32-bit everything. Catalina came out in 2019. So Federico was closer. So Federico gets the bonus points. He sure was. He sure was. Nice. Congratulations. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Number eight, Mike. What is Retina HD? I hate this. This feels like a trick question. This one is tricky. This may be the trickiest one. This feels like a trick question because, like, my mind is like, it's something to do with Retina yeah. displays. But 
the HD throws it. So it's like, oh, well, it's not the original one. And so, like, now I'm like, I don't think it's got anything to do with Retina displays at all now. I will say, I think you're overthinking Was it. Was it when Retina displays came to the iPad? It's <laughs> like flight control HD. I don't know. That's what I thought I got. I ain't got nothing more than that. Federico? If I recall correctly, Retina HD was the name for Retina displays on iPhones when the iPhones got bigger. Correct. Oh, oh I don't know any of this stuff. The Retina HD came with the iPhone 6. Here's something from the iPhone 6 press release. The Retina HD display offers advanced technologies, including higher contrast for deeper blacks and dual domain pixels for more accurate colors and wider viewing angles. This shipped on the 6, 6S, 7, 8, and the SE 2 and 3. Very good work, Federico. I, I thought one of y'all would get this. Bonus question. What came after Retina HD? There's two answers I will accept for this. So what, did, what was the next Retina brand? Mm-hmm. Liquid Retina. XDR. <laughs> I think I went too far. Ah, okay, whatever. I said it. I said it. Liquid I I Retina. Yes, Federico gets it. The liquid Retina display too far. was on the 10R and the 11. Uh, <laughs> Why did you have to say XDR? <laughs> I don't know. I got too excited. The iPhone 10, 10S, and 10S Max got Super Retina, and now we're at Super Retina XDR. Okay, man, Federico just picked up. Bunch of points there. What's the score? Oh, uh, what is the score? Um, my sheet doesn't do math. Seven, eight, nine to Federico. Oh Steven, your spreadsheet's terrible. I'm using notes. Oh my god. Oh, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. You don't know how to run a quiz. Uh, Mike has eight. Federico has nine. It's very close. It's one in it. Next question. Federico goes first. Federico, what were jam packs? What? <laughs> jam packs. <laughs> can you spell it j a m jam space pack jam pack it's a feature of GarageBand or logic it feels like a feature of a music app that lets you download jam packs for your jam session something like that mike it's downloadable music loops for GarageBand. i'm gonna give it to both of you Oof. For a long time, these were sold in retail stores in actual boxes. Oh my god, yes. Wow. They were. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember those. They had like the pictures of the music instruments on the, on the front of That's them. That's right. Yeah. And the bonus question really gets at how well you remember them. Just name one jam pack out of the five that I have written down here. Just one. Just give me one. <laughs> Just one. Just one. Just one. Hip hop. Classic rock. Unfortunately, neither of you got it. No. They're remix tools. Mm, of course, no way. Rhythm section, mm-hmm. symphony orchestra, world music, and voices. I love world music. Like World music. Ah, I love listening to this world music. It's like you know, you know what they're talking about, and it ain't good. Yeah. 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 Can't wait to hang out in the rhythm <laughs> yeah. section later. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be awesome. So you just got a point there. Uh, Mike, you're up first for number 10, dash code. I assume it's some kind of programming language. That's all I have. Dash code? Sounds like an old feature of Xcode or something, but I wouldn't know what else to say. I don't think I'm going to give it to you because initially it was a standalone application. It got rolled into Xcode before it was killed off, but this was how 
developers were supposed to build dashboard widgets. Well, if it was rolled into Xcode, why don't I get the point? Mm. Because at some point it was part of Xcode. That's fair. I'll give it to you. Oh, whoa! You so easily moved! You said programming language. <laughs> it's in programming. You needed a language for well, it. Well, you needed to know, like, JavaScript and stuff. Bonus question. You can redeem yourself here, Mike. No, I can't. What <laughs> other platform benefited from the technology in Dashcode? Platform other than what? Wait, other what? than macOS. And you mean, like, you mean, like, computer platform? What other of Apple's computer platforms benefited from the technology in Dashcode? Beyond Mac OS 10. iPhone OS? Federico? Mm, some old Apple TV. It is iPhone OS. Mm. How? A bunch of the Dashcode stuff got rolled into the uh, build web apps for iOS. Uh, yes. I okay. thought it might have been that. Like, you know what I was thinking it was specifically was the, uh, the icons. But I mm. don't know. But that's what went to my mind. Federico, number 11. Please describe Fair Play. It's the DRM encryption thing that they use on the iTunes store for, yeah, DRM. Yeah, it's Apple's DRM. Yep, very good. It is the DRM that initially just dealt with the iTunes music store. I think Fairplay went on to evolve into kind of what we have now for the app store, I guess, but showed up first in the iTunes music store. Did Apple make that available to other people or was it always just theirs? Do you know? Don't. I don't remember to be to be honest with you. Bonus question: When was all music sold in the iTunes Music Store sold DRM free? So, what year did the iTunes Music Store go all DRM free? Music on the iTunes Store is DRM free. <laughs> Has been since some year. So this is not a trick question. It's not a trick question. Federic is going to go buy some music after this. <laughs> Well, no, because it's... It's not high enough format frame. Yeah. Mm, no. It's compressed. Uh, well, let's, let's see. Um, let's, let's go with 2010. It's like 2006. Federico gets it. It was 2009. There was an early run at this that was just, I think, just EMI, maybe? Or it's like just one. And then a few years later, like, oh, everybody's doing it now. And that's when... That's also when they started splitting prices. Remember, like some songs are sixty nine cents. iTunes yeah. Plus, right? iTunes, iTunes Plus. What was that? Yeah. I yeah. picked that because I was trying to pick a year when the iPod Touch was still relevant. Yeah. <laughs> that was my thinking. Good. Very good. Number twelve, Mike, you're up. What is Pixlet? What? P I X L E T. Pixlet. 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 If you're even in the ballpark, I give it to you. Something to do with the Pixar imaging computer. It'd be a good pet name. It's an excellent pet name. A Pixlet. Seems like it's it's something that has to do with a laser printer or something. Mike was closer, but I don't think he got it. Because you said what has something to do with the Pixar computer? I said the Pixar imaging computer. To be yeah, it's a video codec created by Apple to uh, let you watch like a DV video in quick time. And it, it required a PowerPC G4. It was kind of back in that day. It offered real-time playback, get this resolution, 960 by 540. Ooh, that's a good stuff. Cooking with gas, baby. Mm. Like Inkwell, it died in the 32-bit death. Bonus question, where does the name come from? Where does the name come from? Something to do with the Pixar imaging computer. It comes from 
it, it comes from pixel, like pixels. The name Pixlet is a contraction of Pixar Wavelet. At WBC 2003, Jobs said that it was the codec was developed at request of animation company Pixar. So Mike gets it. Federico does not. The reason I went with this was, you remember USDZ? Yeah. Yeah, that was like part made by Pixar. So I just figured Pixar made this. So at the end of this round, Mike... Mike, you scored today 14 points. Federico scored 16. Cool. So Federico won today. Federico doesn't know any of these things. That's not my voice. I don't sound like that. Well, you want me to do an Italian accent? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I don't don't know know any of these things. Uh, (laughs) What am I supposed to do? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) It's uh, me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I'm like, yeah, he's really into world music. <laughs> <laughs> this brings the overall score Mike 26, Federico 25. I just want to pause you for a second because I don't want you to get into the mess that I get into all the time. Kate has said in the Discord, Are you sure, Stephen? That's not what I have. Oh my so God. I'm saving you from follow-up. Kate has a different scoring than you do. Oh my God. Now, this happens to me all the time, right? Well, I think I have a score, and then Kate says, no, you got it wrong. And then when I check, it's like, oh, yeah, Kate was all right. All right, I put a screenshot from Apple Notes into the Discord, and we'll, we'll figure this out. Oh, they did a spreadsheet. Kate's got us tied at 14-14, so... How? I don't know. Okay, maybe... We go through Kate's spreadsheet. Yeah, I guess so. So either... It's fourteen sixteen to Federico or a tie at fourteen fourteen. I like uh, Steven's points better. Oh, do how oh, do you? <laughs> also, it feels kind of unfair that we have started doing the closest wins only for the second round. Like, what has the first round down done to you that doesn't deserve the Federico. better treatment? I think it's kind it's of unfair about, that we did change that rule. <laughs> we, I, I proposed to change that rule because you I sounded think, sad. Look, it's all about ethics in quiz rounds. That's and true. You're not being very ethical right now, that's but just, hey. Yep, that's a good point. You also listen to world music, so. I'm just double checking these scores. One, one. So, Kate, uh, Emma says, Kate, give Federico one point for ink while Stephen gave him three points. Because he was closest to the year that it was discontinued, I think. Oh, no, we're wrong. All right, this is going to... I don't know if you can... Do, or maybe this can just be edited down later on. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have two points for dash code. You should have just one. You should not have the yep. bonus. Yep. So it is 14-14. Yep. Kate is, so as always changes. is correct. So the final score is 26-23. Yep. But y'all tied at 14 each today. Nothing has changed. Justice. You're still winning. Justice changed. Yeah, justice. That I didn't lose today. Well. Okay. Sorry, I regret the error. You see, I'm telling you, you just got to pay attention because you end up in these situations where you have to come on next week and be like, I don't know how to score. But, like, I should point out that I'm the ethical winner because I was very close in the first round of the quiz. However, somehow it was decided that the first round 
the new rules would not be retroactively applied. You got way more points in the back half than Mike did. Yeah, because I'm always closest. Your <laughs> game is an impossible game. Only you and a this bunch of... This was about a game about knowledge, and I had the knowledge. No, you didn't have... Like, we literally tied. Not in the first half. But also, if you look at, like... Uh, he's just... I'm not going to let him antagonize me. <laughs> I'm leaving it there. <laughs> okay. This is not a game you're going to win against me. Exactly. So I'm not going to let you do it because I know I won't win. So I'm just going to... Listeners can make their own decision, you know? Yeah, and they have. And they mm -hmm. have. I'm mm -hmm. sure they have. We'll probably never do this again. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. If you want to find links to stuff we spoke about this week, head on over to the website, relay.fm slash connected slash four. 57. Those links are also in your podcast player, too, that I want to draw your attention to. First one, submit feedback. You can go to a form on our website, submit feedback or follow-up, and uh, we look at all that as we prepare the show each week. You can also become a member and get Connected Pro, which is a longer, ad-free version of the show each and every week. This week, we spoke at depth, surprisingly, about the salute emoji and uh, how we interact with family members when it comes to emoji and text messages. It's a lot of fun. You can find us all online. Federico is the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net, and he is on Mastodon as Vatici at MacStories.net. Mike co-hosts other shows here on Relay FM. Go check them out. Congratulations. Thoroughly considered, I saw, was it, what, 100 episodes? It's the, I think the, the longest it's taken me to hit 100 episodes on any show I've ever done. <laughs> that show has been going for, I think, nine years, eight it's, or nine years. It's a long time. And we just got to 100. Well, congrats on that. Uh, Mike is also the co-founder of Cortex Brand, and he is on Mastodon as iMike and Mike.Social. You can find me absolutely demolishing the calendar leaderboard on Kickstarter. <laughs> humble, humble brag. Jeez. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on, bro. The other calendar projects, you know, they don't have the, the prestige of Apple history that mm -hmm. apparently Mike is going to inherit at some point. Uh, but you can find me on Mastodon as ismh at eworld.social and on Mac Power Users here on Relay every Sunday afternoon. I'd like to thank our sponsors, ExpressVPN, FitBod, and Indeed. And until next week, gentlemen, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.